Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. On the mics this week, we have the Z-Man. What's up, Z? Macaroni plays the mamba. Listen to the radio. Don't you remember? We built this city. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Okay. On the other mic is the mighty Gantor. What's up, Gantor? How you doing? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? Yeah, same as last week. If you're just as depressed as last week, we're fucking, we're in, we're in a bad way. I do have beer tonight, so it might help. Excellent. Uh, what up, everybody? I'm Spear. This week, something must be done about patent trolls. Z-Man. Hold on. Before we get into it, I just feel like this is a, akin to saying what could possibly go wrong, where <laughs> things can't possibly get any worse. There's a little foreshadowing here. <laughs> I feel like it, yeah. Um, so if anyone's checked out This American Life, uh, the episode from, I think, it's May 31st, When Patents Attack Part 2, this dude, Jim Logan and Richard Baker from Personal Audio, claims to own the patent used by all podcasters. So they patented the idea of recording something and distributing it via the Internet. I don't even think that's what it is. I think they, it's recording it and downloading it to an MP3 player. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's, it's, it is. That is. It's recording it and downloading it to, an, to, to a listening device. In the, and they did it back in 1996. And now they're saying that anyone who's podcasting is in violation of their patent and they want them to settle. And they're going around suing all these guys. They're, they're not doing it against nonprofits. They're not doing it against anybody who's not making money. So I don't think we actually have any concern here. Nobody even uh, knows we exist. <laughs> concern for us. We'd be, like, we'd be like the last podcast standing. We'd be the bubblegum shrimp company of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're okay on this. Um, but they're suing, like, you know, they're suing Adam Carolla. Uh, was it the Savage Love podcast? Yeah, Mark. Uh, the Ma- Stuff uh, You Should Know guys from Discovery Channel, which I listen to a bunch of theirs. WTF um, by Mark Mayron. Yeah, WTF, Mark Maron, a lot of these, you know, these big name guys are kind of basically the, the, the people who, if they were on XM Radio, they would have their own channel kind of things. This guy, he patented this back in 1996. What is that? Four, 17 years ago, right? And he's just now being like, hey, wait, that's my idea. Right. Fuck you. In 1997, or as soon as the first podcast comes out and they start making money, you sue then. If you don't sue within the first whatever, statute of limitations says fuck you. Well, you know what this is. You know what this is all about. He started this thing with. Um, he tried to build an MP3 player in the '90s and couldn't bring it to market. So what he did was, is as he was as he's developing this technology, he's he's got a whole family of patents that he put in that he couldn't leverage because he couldn't get the technology to work. One of them, one of them was this idea of I ask for content, I download it to my device. Do you know what? Do you know what he actually? You know what the manifestation was of this patent originally? Uh, I heard it, but I don't remember. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. The, the idea that someone would read a magazine on a cassette tape, and then you would, you would listen to it. That's like the, the great-great-grandfather of podcasts on fucking... It's books on tape. Yeah. How, how is that a fucking recommendation for a patent? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Is, is like people patent these ideas that they have no idea how to actually make feasible but they can still get the patent on it, right? I don't... It just seems like you shouldn't be allowed to patent something if you can't physically do it. Like, if I want to, can I go out there right now and patent time travel? I'm sure somebody's tried. I'm sure they have too. So that when someone actually does the work to figure out how to time travel, they get sued because this guy technically owns the rights? See, the thing is, that a patent, by definition, is a document that gives somebody 
the right to prevent other people from making or using or selling a novel a novel idea, whether it's a device or a process or an application or, or whatever. The key, the key word there is novel. It's got to be something unique. It's got to be something different. It's got to be something innovative. And something that's not obvious. And something that's not obvious. I don't know where this guy gets off with the, with the podcast thing. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Know. You know what the worst part about these companies is? is they win. And they make money. They make money. And these companies exist only to, to sue other people. Like They don't buy these portfolios of patents to create anything. Right. They have no intent of, of doing it. And that's the whole point of the copyright thing is to say, hey, you, know, you worked hard on this. You deserve some time before anyone else can steal your shit. And you can go ahead and make you know and uh, cash in on your idea. There, there's a there's a company there's a company called Innovatio that are suing owners of of hotels and coffee shops because they use Wi-Fi because they they allow people to log in and use a a, a public Wi-Fi. Yeah, giving giving wi- wireless access in a public forum right. for a public space. Right, it's a patent. It's a, it's doing that doing that is in violation of a patent. And and what this com- what these companies do is they they sue they sue small companies for small amounts of money and you know it's like it's like if 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 we as a group saw a you know a letter from a from a lawyer saying you know give me two thousand dollars or you know for this settlement or we're going to take you to court we probably cough up to two thousand dollars right because it's easier regardless right. of you being in the right or in the wrong right douchebags. 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 It's the same thing as the, um, what is it, the MPAA, right? The who? MPIA. The people, the music industry guys. They're like, they find out you're stealing their music, and they're like, hey, we're going to, give me $5,000, or we're going to fucking sue you and charge you a million dollars a song for every one you downloaded. It's the RIAA for music. The MPAA for movies. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, it's a scare tactic, and it's, it's just easier to settle. And so it, it's the same thing as, like, fishing, a fishing scam. You know, you, you fucking throw out 5,000 letters to people, say, hey, give me money. A percentage of them are going to do it. So here's, here's what's interesting about, about all of this, is that the major tech companies in the world, the Googles, the Apples, the Ebays, the Facebooks, they all have their own huge books of patents. In fact, what they're doing now is they're, they're absorbing other companies just for their particular patent portfolio. Uh, I guess it was last year or the year before, Google buys Motorola because they were tired of getting, getting into it with Apple over right. a- Android and, and iOS. And, and that's, it, it's weird because they'll go into it and they'll, like, they'll put these patents up against each other and they'll say, well, my patent says I can do this. Well, no, your patent's in violation of this thing I got over here. Well, no, it's not because we do it this way. It's, it's so it's inane. It's crazy after a while. And I got, a, I got a question for you. Do you know what Microsoft's most profitable mobile platform is? No. Windows. Android. Oh. Microsoft makes more money off of the, the licenses that they've, had to, that, that they've managed to negotiate with manufacturers of Android devices than they do with any of the devices, that, any of the, the stuff that they have that runs on, on, Windows, on Windows 8. Or I Windows believe that. Only a... Uh, wait, you're talking about Windows 8, or do you mean Windows Mobile? Windows Mobile doesn't matter, right? I mean, yeah, they, they nobody make, buys those devices. They make more money. I mean, it's it's average. It's it's been said that if if Microsoft averaged a royalty of one dollar per each Android device sold, 
it could generate roughly $430 million in revenue. And that's just, that's just flat-out cash. In some cases, Microsoft is estimated to collect somewhere near $8 per device, which means that royalty fees could be somewhere in the neighborhood of billions of dollars. Yep. Do you guys remember when they like trying to say that the, everybody's violating the JPEG patent? And, like you couldn't have any JPEGs on the internet anymore? But that was GIFs. Was, was it GIFs? Yeah, it was GIFs, yeah. Oh, whatever. Is Did it you G- say is, GIF? Is it GIF or GIF? It's GIF, dude. It's GIF? Yeah. Okay. Only assholes say GIF. I'm an asshole. Well, that's been clear for a while now. So it's animated GIFs? Yeah. Imagine, imagine the internet right now without animated GIFs. What a sad place that would be. I never... When they first came out, I never thought that they would amount to anything. But now they're hilarious, and they serve the they're they're perfect for what they are. Like a ten second, ten second maximum video of something. Right, and just imagine imagine the the internet's without that. All because of a patent. All because of a patent troll. Unisys. Was Unisys that was the patent troll? I believe so. Check out the big brain on Ganthor. Yeah, I used to drive by them. Like I wonder what they possibly do to make money. That and they have ads in the airport. They go patent trolling. Which tell that's a good indicator of a shitty business. If you have ads in the airport, <laughs> you're probably selling to executives who have no idea what you do, <laughs> but they see your name in the airport. Hey Spear, go check out uh check out Unisys's offering. Yes, sir. What do they do? I don't know. I like Saw an ad Unisys in the airport. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. It's awesome. So Unisys took the to- took their time, but eventually realized that if they had seriously sued people over the gift patent, the days of the gift format would be over. Yeah, why would we ever use a proprietary patent or format when there's others? And GIFs are not that great anyway in compression. And just so you know, they are officially free. So Unisys gave up their, their claim to any... Yeah, 1st of October 2006 is now free. There you go. It's a good job by Unisys then. Maybe that's why they're advertising in the airports there, Ganthor. I haven't flown in a while, so... <laughs> Way to hammer the point home, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you haven't realized my my modus operandi is just drive-bys. Oh my god! Way to hammer the point home. Like a monkey driving by, throwing some shit out the window. Jesus Christ! Go back to sleep. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm drinking beer here. Well, I'm happy Thank you for very you. much. Good for you. So, do you guys have? At my last job, there was an incentive program for for folks who developed patents. They, I'm not kidding you. They made jackets. Like if you got if you got an honest to god patent. Um, now of course you did. You got the patent through the company that I used to work for. So it was their patent. It was part of their IP, part of their right. intellectual property. Because you're being paid to develop it on their time. Right. But if you did this, there was a bonus. It was several thousand dollars. They literally made satin jackets. Well, like you're gonna get at that like Google, IBM, HP, any of those guys because. They'll actually have the legal team to defend it. Well, right. And Apple's fanatical about it. I mean, what ended up happening was, I think it, at some point or another, I guess it was uh, I guess it was 2006, Apple got sued by um, the people that used to... That, so back in, back in 2006, there was, there was the iPod and then there was like the Zen MP3 player. Do you guys, you guys remember this? Yeah. Um, I, had this, I had a Sony one. I can't remember what it was called, though, but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the Zen was made by a company called Creative Technology, and there was a lawsuit that they filed against Apple somewhere in the, somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million over the iPod, right? Because, again, it's, here's, here is something that just plays digital music, right? And Creative got there first. 
before they got to that point, Steve Jobs hadn't really cared so much about patents at all. After that, he he got like nuts about it, and he would he would have these um, what he was calling invention disclosure sessions where engineers described what they were working on to that that lawyer team who would then put in a patent application and and it didn't even matter whether or not it even made sense right just get just file it just file it right and that's where that's where it started because if nothing else it prevented another company from trying to do the same thing right they're just patenting concepts right and that's and that's that's what they're saying in this uh this interviews that on the uh, on the podcast too it's like they're talking to the to the engineers who created the concepts that they're patenting and even they don't understand what it is that they're protecting right and they, they're all like this is so stupid i mean in the last decade apple has been granted more than four thousand patents just I, there's a there's a website for apple called patently apple there was a there's an entry just today apple granted 39 patents today covering multi-touch the iphone 5 and the new lightning connector and I have no problem with them patenting shit like their lightning connector. That's proprietary stuff that they developed and are using. Nobody else should be able to use that without their permission. And they actually produced it. And they actually produced it, right. Built it. What must be done about this? Right? I mean, because clearly the system is broken. What must be done about this? What would you do? You clearly can't have just a free-for-all from a technology perspective. That's, that's not right either. No. People should be rewarded for their innovation if they're going to actually create something with their ideas. On this, we can all agree, right? Yes. So what 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 do you do? You got you got to stop these motherfuckers from creating these obscure descriptions of whatever the fuck it is that they're trying to patent. Have you seen some of the pictures, by the way, that go with this stuff? Oh, they're awesome. They look like connected dots. Yeah, or like know? a six-year-old drill. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know the answer, and I, I mean, I'm assuming that's also probably part of the problem is nobody has a really good answer right now. Because you could you could argue for the patent troll saying, "Hey, I'm just a businessman doing business, and I help the people who develop these patents actually make their money." And then other, you know, and then or you can go against the person who's uh, who's trying to develop something new who can't get the rights to the thing that they just built. So our our government may actually have a. Uh a partial solution to this. It, it looks like it looks like Obama and, and the uh, the White House are going on are going on the offensive here. They're they're issuing the the administration issued five executive actions. This is from from uh, from Time Magazine. The administration issued five executive actions and seven legislative recommendations, quote, designed to protect innovators from frivolous litigation and ensure the highest quality patents in our system. Patent trolls, quote, don't actually produce anything themselves, said Obama in February. They're just trying to essentially leverage and hijack someone else's idea and see if they can extort some money out of them. Amen to that. So if there's any if, if there's anything from a you know from a government perspective that helps here, amen to that. So if, the, if their key point there is that the patent trolls don't actually make anything, then they're just going to put themselves into some weird stupid company that just makes something stupid just to say that, no, I do make something. I make these widgets. you got to make something that's, that's leveraging the patent that you have. Like, you know, I, I think we all, you know, we all agree that Apple and Google and Microsoft and IBM and Facebook, they, they all actually produce something, a service or a device or an application with their patents. Like, if you're going to own a patent and you're going to sue someone over it, you better damn well be creating something with that patent that is threatened by someone else doing something with that very same patent. 
Yeah, but I still can't agree with that either because you could patent the idea of something you're working on. You don't technically have it working yet because it's either not feasible or you just haven't figured out how to make it viable yet. Fine, then you have to demonstrate the fact that you you are actively working on it. You can't be like these podcast motherfuckers, right, who are suing now uh, 17 years after the fact. I think you put on a statute of limitation on it. It's like, say, hey, if you haven't been able to do something with this thing in five years... You, you lose the rights to it. Well, patents expire eventually. Yeah, but then they can renew it. I think it's like 30 years plus 30 more. I, I, to me, I think there's got to be a burden of proof that you are trying to do something with that patent. That if somebody yeah. got there, if somebody actually produced something with that patent before you did, you have to be able to hold them off, you know, so that you can get your, your thing done first. The time machine's a perfect advance, uh, example of this, or the replicator, or you know, something crazy like that, that... I should be able to go and patent right now. I'm sure someone already has it. That I just, it's technically just not feasible yet. All right. So hold on. Let's see. Google patent search. So you can do this, right? So I'm going to type in time machine and see if, uh, okay, here's a, here's a uh, practical time machine using dynamic, efficient, virtual, and real robots. A method for time travel, which allows an object or group of objects to travel into the past or future, as well as a method to cut objects from the past or future and paste them to the current environment. See? Oh, copy and paste too. Nice. Yeah. This guy. This guy filed. This guy filed in 2009. So you're SOL. Yeah. And look, look at the little stick so, figures. So, so, so here's the best part about this. So that's what I'm saying is that <laughs> this guy's got the patent for it. Say I'm actually a scientist who has a way to make this happen. Would I ever do it? No, because as soon as I build it, I get sued. I put all my money, I put all my effort and all my, my skill into it, and what happens? I can't even do what I developed. I can't even use it. What I want to know is who is sitting in the patent office? Approve this? Approving this patent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the better question. I, I mean, you've got to read this thing. A time traveler will set a time travel date. The time traveler can be one object or a group of objects. Next, atom manipulators are scattered. What the fuck is an atom manipulator? Atom manipulators are scattered throughout the Earth to change objects in our current environment based on the timeline and incrementally change the current environment until the time travel date. Essentially, this dude just fucking watched Back to the Future, and he's like, oh, dude, I got a flux capacitor. What about hamburger earmuffs? Hamburger earmuffs, okay. Hamburger earmuffs. Your search, hamburger earmuffs, did not match any patent results. However, dude, there, fucking get on that. There's a YouTube hit. <laughs> Of course there's a YouTube hit. There's a YouTube hit. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> Just got to fig- figure out the pickle matrix. I'm all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn? Z-Man. Don't bother trying to figure sh- new shit out. Someone's already got you by the balls and you don't even know it. Damn straight. Gantor. I learned that everything that's going to be invented already has been. True that. Uh, I learned that there are some real douchebags in this world that exist for no other reason than to just capitalize on somebody else's ideas and not create anything with them, which is the, which is the height of douchebaggery. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a patent, you better damn well create something with it, because it's all about the idea. It's all about the creativity. It's about the innovation. Do something with it. And the follow through. And the follow through. So if you if you think there's a high level of douchebaggery in that, why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash four listeners or four listeners.com. Uh, check out the show on the Stitcher Radio or on the iTunes. Just search for four listeners and we'll pop right on up. 
We thank you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Remember, we don't